Precure Podcast Engaged. Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engaged, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are talking about episode 28 of Futarewa. Regine appears. We've had enough of the already? I don't yeah. think this. <laughs> Verve and Crunchyroll seem to have a bit of a typo. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to say. We've had enough of this already. Yes, that is correct. It is also known as turning up the heat. Ooh. All right, I can, I can see what they're coming with. Although we don't really see, like... Well, it's just hot. It's very hot out, you see. Yes, I completely forgot about that. I watched this episode yesterday. I don't know how I forgot that it was also, like, the middle of summer. It's another scorcher. Another scorcher. You said you were going to call Sears. What? You do not know the the Sears commercial? No. Hold on, let me pull up the Sears commercial. <laughs> I can't wait to see this commercial. Alright, I'm gonna watch it now. This is great audio. Yeah, just stick this audio in there. Stick the audio from the ad in there. It'll be fine. Alright, I will. I cannot live another day without air conditioning. Says tomorrow's gonna be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday you said you'd call Sears. I'll call today. You call now. I'll call now. Now's the time to save on Sears installed central air conditioning. Get 0% finance charge, no billing, and no payments until August with the Sears Charge Home Improvement Plan. Call now for a free in-home estimate on a Kenmore air conditioning system. State-of-the-art engineering means greater energy efficiency. A new Kenmore could save 10 to 44% on your annual cooling costs. In time, even pay for itself. Sears also offers fast emergency installation, a five-year warranty on parts and labor, plus our satisfaction guarantee. And you know Sears will be there to back it up. Get 0% finance charge, no billing, no payments until August. Offer ends May 31st, so call now and save with Sears. So what's the paper say about tomorrow? Another scorcher. Cool. You don't need to include the end part. Just, just until he's done saying, I'll call now. I'll call now. Oh yeah, I do remember this commercial. Why is this video a minute long? Because they talk a lot about Kenmore air conditioners. Ah uh, yeah, you're right, they do. They're just like going off about this air conditioner. And then at the very end, there's like another five seconds of them enjoying their air conditioner. And then a skip to the end. <laughs> another scorcher. Cool. Jesus Christ. Ads are weird. Mm-hmm. It's uh, another hot one. <laughs> I mean, air conditioners are nice. They keep you cool. Sometimes they keep you too cool, and you're cold in the middle of the night, even though it's the middle of summer. And sometimes the television in the room next to you is incredibly loud. Yes. Is that a personal experience? Yeah, it's me experiencing it right now. (laughs) Well, I can't hear it, so... It's because I'm still... Sorry. It's because I'm still using my earbuds instead of a pair of over-the-ear headphones because stores are still, or I should still avoid going to stores. But as a result of using, I'm only putting one ear in because if I put both in, 
then all I hear is my voice anytime I open my mouth. And that's oh. not good. Hmm. I also need to buy over the head, over the head, over the ears headphones. Because I don't own a pair either. I just have my earbuds. Like everyone, like every time I like go like on a video call with people, they always have like over the ear headphones. And I'm like, God, I feel out of place. Am it's, I not a real podcaster? It's better. I'm going to be honest. It's better. I'm yeah? still so mad that mine are broken. Like they're not even broken, broken. It's just one ear stopped working, and that's the worst when you have over the ear oh, headphones yeah. because they get, then it just muffles the rest of the sound, and it feels mm. really weird. You know, maybe I will go and do that once. Wait, I mean, I guess technically I could just order them online. Mm-hmm. Technically, Walmart is still open, and I could go there. That's true. If I wanted to, because so I was willing to brave going into there. Sorry, I'm going to post another picture of Kathy in our chat because I I was unaware that she has fangs often. I saw them in, oh. in the card comic that I posted that was a joke, but this one also has fangs. Mm. Man, this is just a picture of my Wednesday nights. <laughs> Ack. <laughs> Oh, here it is. Here's my... I found a good one for me. Kathy, so relatable. If Kathy had more of an obsession with pickles than chocolate, then I would say she'd be prime trans woman representation. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, but enough about Kathy and her... These are pretty good comics, though. But we're not a show about Kathy. Okay, what if we were? What would that show be? You know... I'm not sure. I guess we would be like, okay, so if we were, we could like have like a comic and then we could discuss what's going on with the comic. Like in this one, she, her friend's like, why does she just go outside in a bathing suit? And she's not about that. Also, her eyes look like they're like merging together. Yeah, that's, that's Kathy. (laughs) Anyways, I'm just (laughs) posting more Kathy in the chat. Oh, now I feel bad for her. All right, last one, and then I'm going to close this tab. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, getting a dog is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or a cat. A cat named Kiwi. Oh, this is true. Yes, I still remember our conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But enough about that. The people here for Pretty Care. Maybe they're here to hear us ramble on about off-topic subjects, which doesn't happen that often. People on Twitter, tweet at us if you want us to talk about Kathy again. Yes. <laughs> but only if that. Don't tweet at us otherwise. <laughs> so, this time, for real, for real, we start the episode mm-hmm. with... This man carrying the small child up a hill. Rock on Shoujo. Yes, Rock on Shoujo, which means it translated to purify the six senses. Mm-hmm. And this small child's like, hey, what the fuck are you saying? And he says, you must chant it whenever you climb up a mountain path. Which, I don't know if this is an actual tradition in Japan or like something. Because I don't think I've ever heard of that before, but... Let me Google it. <laughs> I think there are people fighting outside my house. Oh. 
What kind of fight? Like a fist fight or like an emotional fight? Like an emotional fight. I hear people yelling, but no like actual physical altercations. Anime.stackexchange.com Happening out there. I don't want to know. Rock on shoujo is a common expression often repeated while climbing a mountain, especially Mount Fuji. Oh. Okay. I wonder what it means, though. Like, purified six senses? Like, why do you say it when you climb up a mountain? Uh, according to this post here on anime.stackexchange.com, which is referencing a Japanese Wikipedia page in this, um, this is a phrase as referred to in Buddhism, which would roughly translate to something oh. like, Cut of your obsessions, refer to your heart in a pure state. Do not see what okay. is unclean, do not ask, smell, taste, or touch. Cut off your contact with the world in order not to feel. Okay, alright. Which, maybe that's not related to the sentence. Maybe they're just talking about a different anime, because that's how this conversation on this page started. Probably, because this it, this definitely isn't talking about that. Uh, what they are talking about is that this, they're walking up to a Zokova tree? It's mm. on top of the hill. A tree. Yes, a tree. Well, they specifically call it Zokova. I don't know if that's like a tree specific to Japan. You don't have to look that up. Because I, I don't think I've ever heard of that name before, but I don't know enough about trees to really list types of trees. Hmm. We have a lot of elm trees up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like birch trees and like evergreens. Wait, are evergreens? They have another name. Listen, when I can't start talking about trees. Well, this podcast is not on topic today. Ack. Ack. <laughs> So, uh, he says, I, I wrote down he passes on some wisdom to the child, but I didn't write down what it was. Because, mm-hmm. like, he, they're walking up a hill and he, he passes on some, like, wisdom to the small child he's holding, uh, named Sine. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, sort of like how, like, uh, don't give up or something similar. And we see, more importantly, that for this scene... Is that we see that she's holding the mobile phone in her hands. Yep. Who is this mysterious young child? It's pretty obvious. I mean, they did say her name. Yes. Well, do we know? Okay, so I'm just going to spoil it right now if you haven't watched this episode. I don't know if they actually said the character's name before. Yeah, I was going to say, do they ever say her name, like, in the show before? I don't think so. The only person who's really talked to her is... Honoka and Honoka's parents, or Nagisa, but like, or like, everyone who's interacted with her, I don't think has referred to her by first name, because it's the grandma. Because I didn't recognize the name when it was said, but like, since she had the mobile phone, I was like, oh, is this a young version of Honoka's grandmother? Because I don't know who else would have it. I mean, she was on Earth for what, 100 years? Yep, I believe it was 100 years. Yes, and she did pass from hands to hand. So I guess technically it could have been someone else, but I think when she came to Japan, that's when she got into the possession of Honoka's family. We learned that this is the same girl from later when Grandma tells the story, so like it's clear. Yes. So after this, we cut to a park where a bunch of kids are chilling in a water fountain. Mm-hmm, and there's a plant there. You know, yep. like, a, like a park has. Yeah. Just a totally no- normal plant. That we yeah, definitely you know, only just... see in silhouette. Yep, there's nothing suspicious about that at all. Especially not in a Pretty Cure episode. 
No, especially not after the last episode where the same thing happened and it was weird. <laughs> yes, this one is normal. This one's normal. This time, it's pretty normal. This time, the monsters are normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut to see that Honoka and Aisa are inside Honoka's house. And they are working on some summer, summer homework because it's like summer break for them. And Naisa thinks about how... These new enemies are appearing, and they don't really know anything about them. Was he a reincarnation of the Jakku King? None of this matters, because it's so goddamn fucking hot. Yeah, paper says tomorrow's gonna be another hot one. (laughs) I mean, also, Nagasa, you're wearing, like, black, which is, like, the worst color to wear in the heat. Yeah, but it's also, like, a tank top. That's true. They are are color-coordinated this episode, because Nagisa's wearing black and Honoka's wearing white. They've decided to be Power Rangers today. Yes. <laughs> Honoka's like, we have a fan going. Nagisa's like, the fan's not enough, okay? You said you would enough. call Sears. <laughs> you said you called Sears, Honoka. Come on. Do it now. Uh, but Honoka does try to pass on some knowledge about what to do when it's too hot out. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, I wrote a lot of, like, lines of dialogue down, especially during, like, the middle of this episode when it got super emotional. Uh, oh, I guess it's not the middle of, I guess it's... It's the middle of the episode. It's a weirdly paced episode. Yeah. Okay, so she was like, try not to let skin touch skin and open as much area on your body as possible. And it'll take away the heat and you'll feel cooler. And Nagisa, who's, like, lying down on the ground, uh, tries it, and then she says she feels like a frog, and immediately hops onto Honoka's bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, oh, this feels nice, but the comforter will absorb your heat and make it become unbearably hot. Yes. And it does, like, a few seconds later, and she just- she does what she probably should have done at the start, which is just what I do when it's really hot out, and just sit in front of the fan. <laughs> and making tone into it, so it goes- Yes. When she did that, I'm like, hey, I do that too. I mean, who among us does not, has never just sat in front of a fan and made noises in front of it to hear it make those weird noises? I was going to try and do it, but I don't have a confidence. It's okay. (laughs) I believe in you. Remember, tomorrow will be a better day. Schoolwork to finish. Nogsa's like, I don't really want to do it. We have two weeks of summer left. Let's go for snow cones. And she has a line that was, it's kind of relatable. This is what I did when I was in school. Because Honoka's like, don't blame me when you run out of time. And Nogsa's like, I always cry on the last day of vacation doing my homework. See, I I had to get a lot of my school summer school work done early. Because, like... Often I had to do summer reading as part of a project for next year's courses, um, which often meant I had to have it done so I could turn it in way ahead of time because I would be out of state. Oh. So I'd have to like mail it in, which means I'd have to have it done like a week or two ahead of time. Oh, okay. I know 
Not always, but I did. I went to like summer camp, so like the start of the summer. And then I just didn't feel like doing my work until like the end because I have a bad habit of holding off until like the last minute, which I think is a symptom of ADHD where you wait until there's all this pressure and then you do it because mm-hmm. that helps get it done, which is not a good thing, but. I I mean, it works from experience. Yeah. I will say it works. <laughs> we see that these fairies are playing tag. They call it something else, but the subtitles translates it to tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that Meeple and Polin are running by, and like they try and go through this door, but Meeple is behind it, and he tags Polin, who starts crying like a kid, saying that Meeple hit him, and he doesn't want to be it. You know, and Meeple's like, no, I tagged you. You gotta be it. And they start going like back and forth. Like, on this conversation. This reminds me so much of being, like, a child. Like, really young and everyone, like, fighting about... Because, like, I don't know if you've had the experience, but, like, one, like, the first place I remember living, we had, like, a bunch of neighbors because we lived in a apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had, like, some friends from, like, nearby. So, like, every time we would play tag, there was already be people who were like, oh, I don't want to be it. I'm going to throw a fit. And I'm like, no, you have to. You got tagged. You know, kids. I, I don't really have any memories from before the age of five, and at that point, I was sort of living in the middle of nowhere, uh, so I'll take your word for it. Ah. I mean, sometimes I was that kid, because most of the other kids were older than me, and then when I used to follow my sister around, it was her and her friends, because mm-hmm. I was the obnoxious younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Poland's like, why don't we play with, like, Green Light, which I did... I was surprised that this is, like, a common child game, like, I guess everywhere. Maybe not everywhere, but... Well, most places have cars, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Although, they have a... There's this rule for it when we see them playing there. You have to wait 10 seconds. I don't remember that. I just remember being like, you just go whenever because you're trying to catch people. Yeah, I mean, I get... That would probably make it easier overall because otherwise you have the situation where you just say it repeatedly and people don't get any movement in like you like i think more what i remember playing it like it was like you trusted that the person who was doing it wasn't going to be like unfair and just do it like quickly but sometimes you get to point where like they'd wait a couple seconds and like for like a chunk of time they would just do it like rapidly and then maybe just played with really being kids i don't know hmm so, Nagisa complains about that rule, um, the 10 second rule, and then Mipple's like, or Meeple's just like, well, what did you say, first of all, and then second of all, the field of light is on a duodecimal system, which is base 12, <laughs> which means that he would actually, he should be counting even longer than he's supposed to, <laughs> and isn't. Yeah, because Nagisa says something, because she's like, kind of... Like, leaning on her arm, not really doing her work, but, like, kind of, like, looking at it with her pencil in her hand. And she says something, and he, he, like, appears right in front of her. It was pretty funny. I thought for a second when he said duodecimal that he meant binary, but no, it is, in fact, base 12. Oh. And then he's like, no, that's just a joke. I don't think it is. I think think it is base 12. You think it's base 12? I think I think the field of light is base twelve. We have no evidence otherwise. I mean that's true, we don't. 
<laughs> the only math thing we know about the field of light is that there's seven prism stones. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Yes. I don't know how I forgot how many there were, considering we just recently finished collecting them all. My brain's not working today. It's okay. Brains are bad. They are. Ah. So, <laughs> ah. So before Meeple and Nagisa can get into a fight, Poland appears, and he's back at it again, saying, They're waking up. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes, and I, I wrote, They're waking up, and then parentheses, inside. Frozen inside without you. Without your love, darling, you. <laughs> I don't remember all of the words to that song, but it's it's a good song. It is a good song. I think about it sometimes. Only you are the night among. All of this time, I can't believe I couldn't see trapped in the dark, but you were there in front of me. I've been sleeping a thousand years, it seems. Guess you opened my eyes to everything. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just go to that part and not in the part that I didn't know all the words to. I don't know. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. I can't wake up. (laughs) Save me. Call my name and save me from the dark. All right. (laughs) What is happening today? It's got energy. He also says that the Red Bridge is in danger. Okay, I misread that. <laughs> I, you did? What did yeah, you Yeah, I wrote my note that the Red Bridge is dangerous. <laughs> oh. So I got confused when it happened later. Oh, no. <laughs> he says it's in danger, not okay. is dangerous. That makes more sense. Yes. And then we just see this weird lady. Uh, we saw her earlier, like... A short clip, like, you know, with the businessman. This episode, we have this lady who was, like, in the park just, like, staring directly into the sun. Yeah, she has a cool trench vest on. Yes. Uh, So we see her again, and this time, she's, like, walking down the street, and she sees, she looks into, like, this department store, those, like, clothes, Mm -hmm. and there's four mannequins, and she starts crossing the streets. Like, without looking both ways, she's not very good at street safety. Uh, but before a car can hit her, something happens. His car gets, like, decimated. And when we look up, when this guy looks up, there's this white figure in a wide rim hat, a uh, trench coat, that is stopped to the car. Mm-hmm. And, and when we... Sorry. No, go ahead. You got it. And when we cut out... To like a longer shot, we see that there are five of them and several fucked up cars as this lady's just crossing the streets. Yeah. Yes. Who is this lady? We'll find out. Someday. I Yes. I have a question for the end of this episode. I'm okay. gonna try and remember to ask this when we get there. Mm-hmm. So here's the part of the episode where it takes a turn. Yes. To a very emotional so we cut back to Honika's house, and we see that Poland is now asleep uh, in the little phone device, and mm-hmm. the others aren't sure what he was talking about, and Meeple, not Meeple, Meeple says that the queen said Poland has special powers. Nagasa's like, oh, I guess, does he have the power of foresight? Because he protected the other guy. 
Yeah. Sorry, I had a momentary freak out because I thought my recording had stopped, but it is fine. Oh no, that that would be so bad. Now I have to check to make sure mine's still going. Okay. Cassidy, if it stopped, it would be just about the point where mine stopped. Well, well, I realized that mine had stopped. Yeah. Last time, (laughs) which would not be good. I don't know what that would mean, but... It would mean that we've been cursed by some sort of terrible (laughs) witch or mummy, perhaps. Yes, who? But who would curse us? Who doesn't want uh, to use the this curious project? cat Anon for sure? Yes, that's true. That curious cat Anon does not want to see it succeed. Curse them! I will fight you, Anon. Yes. Anyways, the cures are scared. Yes, because yeah, Nagis was talking about like, oh, can we really like do something? Are we strong enough to fight? And like, how long is this supposed to? Go? So I will down what she says this is when i started like writing down like line by line i'm not gonna say it all but like she's like how long is this supposed to go on fighting against people who baffle the mind protecting people mipple and poland protecting the prism stones protecting the field of light in this field of rainbows when will it ever end are we really strong enough to last until then do we really have the kind of power no matter how hard we try this will be annihilated by the zuku zone jesus christ if you weren't with me i'd fall apart Yes. Which is the mood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's this scene where, like, Maple, not Maple, Maple is, like, about to cry, and it's just a really well-drawn scene, but I was getting, like, really weirdly emotional, because, like, everyone's, like, about to, like, just have a breakdown in this house about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's Grandma. Yes. Because Honika's like, don't worry, we'll always go on, like, always, and Nagsa's like, yeah. But, like, they're like... In a way, it was like, yeah, we'll always go on as we always have. Like, they're all just really sad. And suddenly, Grandma's here. Mm-hmm. And she has cold tea. Yes. And she asks them, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, it's nothing. You know. Just feeling hopeless. And Grandma stops and says, sometimes you think you can't do anything about it. You won't be able to do anything. And you get more and more do- doubtful. And Honka and Nags are, like, surprised, because, like, they weren't expecting her to be, like, introspective about that, like, like, she knows what's going on, and she's trying to, like, encourage them. And she starts talking about, like, how there was times when she thought she wasn't able to do anything. Like, when this town was gone. Yeah, when this town was gone. And this is when I realized, because they're like, oh, what do you mean? But before we get this story, we cut back to the street where this guy is in his car. So I don't, I thought for a second that guy was not in the street anymore. I thought that guy was in a car in the middle of the void because his car is surrounded (laughs) entirely by light. How fucked up would that be? I mean, I just assumed he would have gotten raptured like other people had gotten raptured by this lady. Yeah, but I guess he's fine. And then... Like, there's a scene where we see the mannequins from before, but there's only one of them, and the rest of them are just the piles of the clothes they were wearing. Yeah. The mannequins also got raptured. (laughs) Well, I think what happened with those mannequins is that they were turned into those weird figures that were protecting her. But then why would the numbers be different? Because there were five of those, and only three of the mannequins are missing. I don't- well, I guess you're right. Huh. You're right, it doesn't add up. It's just, she's just disappearing things for no reason. For no reason? Yeah. It is weird. I guess 
Yeah, that does make sense. It doesn't add up. I guess the mannequins are just gone. Huh. Anyways, it's time for Grandma to talk about the horrors of war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because when we come back, she starts saying like how once this town is burned down except for a half of the house that they're in, in one of the storehouses. And the storehouse is the one that Mipple is going to be like kept in. Mm-hmm. It was right after the war had ended. You all know which war. We don't have to say. What the other war? war. Whatever. What other war really? I guess the other wars that destroyed Japan, but like in recent history. Recent enough that this grandmother could be alive during it. Mm hmm. And she talks about how one day she remembers the hell with the Zokova tree that her father had took, taken her to when she was younger. I also assumed from this that her father was probably dead. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. And she starts walking there, and this other child starts following her, and then a bunch of other children just start following her up this hill. Mm-hmm. She's like a mass uh, group of kids. And the tree is still there when they reach the top. So they reach the tree, and when she looks down from the hill, like at the start when she looks down, she can see the city below with all like the lights on. But this time, they look down, and it's just a destroyed city. And she starts crying and saying... That he was a liar. Her father was a liar that she was supposed to see a beautiful sight when she looked down from this hill. And then she hears Mipple's voice from the phone because she has the phone with her. You mustn't give up hope, Meepo. Yes. So we cut back to normal time and she says that to them that they mustn't give up hope. That despair and hope are back to back. Mm-hmm. Another sentiment's like, uh, what was it? I forgot the sweets for your tea. That's the only <laughs> other note I have. <laughs> well, she says something that there's reference later about how... Tomorrow is going to be a better day. Yes, tomorrow will be a better day. I didn't write it down there, but I wrote down later, because Nagisa starts saying that later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. She is like, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, because Grandma goes to get sweets, and then we cut to the cures at Akane's food truck. Yes. Um, And Akane's talking about how she got into the snow cone business because it's hot out, but then everybody else also got into the snow cone business. And then Nagisa, dead face, just goes, don't give up hope. Tomorrow will be a better day. Don't let uh, economics get you down, Akane. And Connie's, like, really confused. She's like, are you sick or something? And says, like, no, just don't give up hope. Let's go. And Connie's like, all right. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is real, like, tonal dissonance. Because, like, we start off with a sweet scene. And then we have Nagisa and Honoka. Uh, we have Nagisa just complaining about Summer. And then it gets really sad. And then we have this scene. <laughs> This episode can't decide if it wants to be sad or funny. Mm-hmm. So we see a volcano momentarily pulsate. Like, over the course of this episode, there's, like, this weird, like, volcano that's, like, pulsing, like, red veins out or something. Like, lines. Yeah. Uh, Nagisa decided that they should find this tree that the grandma talked about. And then immediately regrets it. Yes. <laughs> Well, they didn't realize how far it was from where they were. Uh, and we see this woman again. And she's having visions of the Jakku King's death. Mm-hmm. And is staring at the cures. Yes. 
She stared at them. Yes, because uh, they see her when they start walking up towards the tree. And Poland's there and starts shouting about how they're waking up. And they realize that she's one of them. She's one of these weird seed people left by the Jakku King. And she just does like she just starts walking off. She's like, whatever. I got places to be. I have a job to do. You see. Yes. And before the pretty curious can follow her, she, uh, not she, she, these Zakena pop up, the weird hat, trench coat beings. Yeah, I honestly didn't think they were Zakena until they literally said that they were Zakena. Yes. I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of stuff that happened in this episode that I did not understand what was happening until someone literally said what was happening. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a little confusing. Uh, I wasn't, because, like, we didn't get really into Zakena's last episode. And, like, these are the most boring Zakena ever. They're just, like, regular dudes. Yeah. When, after they transform, uh, they start rushing at each other and the Zakena turn just, like, into larger men with, like, that weird, like, They have uh, the Zakena face. Yes. But, like, they're still just dudes. Yeah, they're just dudes. Maybe this lady's just not very creative with her cicadas. It's not like a vacuum cleaner or like a giant centipede or a roller coaster. Or a tree that you're stuck inside of. Or just like a giant body horror Im- image to stare at. Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Or an eel. Uh, they're just, yeah, they're just men. Maybe we'll see more creative Zakinas later on because we still got one more baddie. We could have more than that. I mean, that's true. There's probably gonna be more Zakina because they're like the mooks of the show. So they always gotta be here to like cause problems and that's get in their the job. way. They yeah. clock in, clock out, nine to five, causing problems. <laughs> Working nine to five. Causing problems for the pretty cures. I don't actually know any more of that song than just working nine to five. What a way to make a living. So they start fighting these Zakana men. And they learn that the Zakanas are like protecting this lady. Like they're stopping the pretty cures from getting to her. And when she sees the pretty cures like in their pretty cure form, she's able to remember that these are the people that killed the Jakku King. Mm-hmm. And she starts transforming. This powerful wind starts blowing, and uh, her design isn't that bad. I like it better than the guys. Also, when we see the guy again this episode, he shows up in, like, a second. Yeah. He just looks like a guy this time. He's not, like, a weird pulsating mass of muscles. <laughs> Thankfully, he's not a pulsating mass He's just, mass like, a dude with yeah. some hair. I mean, I guess his weird pulsating muscles was more when he was transforming and when he was fighting the Protocures. Yeah, now he's just like a human Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, maybe in the future he'll start pulsating weirdly, and I don't want that to happen, but it might. Look, sometimes you just gotta pulsate to cope. Yes, because um, after she transforms into her evil form, she has, like, pink hair that's, like, at first it's, like, all, like, swept back, but then it comes, like, comes, like these curls. I can't say that word. Curls. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yes. 
So after that happens, the other guy just just show up and like grabs her around the waist and is like, "Hey, you got a job to do first. When you say grabs her by the waist, you do mean just flies through and picks her up by the waist and keeps flying, and not just like sensually walks up and grabs her around the waist before whispering in her ear that she has a job to do. I just need to make sure it's clear for everyone at home that this didn't become a romance novel, like right in the middle of the episode. Kena's uh, also take off, and when we look down at like white below where the hell is, there's just a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And Narcissa starts like getting all sad again, and then she starts saying she doesn't have time for this. You know, she wanted a normal school vacation. There's this food that's she love that's currently on sale, like it's a limited time thing. What if it sells out? What if they run out of pumpkin spice? Yeah. And Kira White's like, is that what you're mad about? And she's like, I'll never know if I'll be able to finish my homework in time. Like, come on. I got things to do. Mm-hmm. So she grabs oh, Honika's- No, the thing that snaps her out of it is Honika saying, well, if you just do it a, a bit every day, it'll be fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Nagisa grabs Honika's hand, and at first I thought they were just going to use the big move, which they didn't use in this episode. No, nope. because there's nothing big to use it on. It was just a bunch of little dudes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then a volcano just explodes. Yes. As they fight against these zakenas, because they start fighting the zakenas again. Uh, and we hear this lady start screaming as she just absorbs like the lava, or like she just absorbs like the volcano, like yeah, like, maybe- it's erupting, but it's like erupting straight up. It's not erupting out. It's like a beam of light coming out of the top. Yes. And she's, like, absorbing it, and like, it's right in the middle of it. Yeah. Just like when uh, the guy from before absorbed the typhoon, this time she's absorbing a volcano. Mm-hmm. What is the next one going to absorb? So a tree. A typhoon? A, a tree? Yeah. Just a normal tree? Like a big tree. Oh, okay. Like, maybe, like, one of those redwood trees that are, like, really old and really tall. Like, the kind of tree that you could fit uh, a... The Geki Drago in. It took me a second to remember the name. <laughs> How could you forget Geki Drago? Because I almost wanted to... I don't even remember the name I wanted to say. I, I was like tr- about to say a completely different name. I might have I almost remember. said Jakku King. I don't know. It'd have to be a very big tree if you could fit the Jakku King in it. Yes. <laughs> if the Jakku King could fit into a tree, that'd be an extremely big tree. Uh... What kind of tree would you be? What kind of tree would I be? Yeah. Huh. I'd be a maple tree because I'm really sappy. Uh-huh. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. 
Well, what about you? I'd be a birch Jesse. tree because I'm constantly falling apart. Oh no! <laughs> Cassidy! Just like this episode. <laughs> listen, the people listening to this episode have listened to over 20 episodes of us. I don't know what you'd be expecting. You you know what you know what kind of content we have here. You know what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, we you learned made- that the volcano is the red bridge or something. Yes, they realize that's the red bridge, which is okay. Not what I would think a red bridge is. I thought it was going to be an actual like bridge that's Same. red. <laughs> I thought it was a very dangerous place to be. Just this red bridge. I thought like something was going to happen because she was like walking across the street. I'm like, oh, is she heading towards somewhere? Is she going to head to like a, a red bridge? Yeah. I thought she was going to hit a red bridge and then transform because it's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess this is not a little bridge. It's a volcano. I don't think of volcanoes as bridges. Well, I guess in that case, the red bridge is dangerous because volcanoes dangerous. Yes. Traditionally. How is it in danger, though? I guess now that it's, it's been be, absorbed. It's, it's been absorbed. It's been deleted. It's been eaten. Yes. Uh, At least I don't have to worry about the volcano exploding and destroying things now. Caramon came up and was like, mm, give me that data. <laughs> and why does this happen? Why does they realize this is the red bridge and all the volcano is absorbed? Uh, the volcano just exploded into Gomena. And run away. Yeah. So this is what the, where I had the question. Because uh-huh. the guy is like, uh, he says something to like Regine, to this lady and calls her Regine. Do we ever get a name for this guy? No. He's just Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Unless like he goes by the name that the real person was. Because I think they said the real person's name at some point. Yes. The, the businessman. That businessman. We don't get to see him as the businessman next episode. But this episode's not over yet, so I'll wait. I'll hold off on talking to our next episode. So, we'll probably... Maybe that's his name? Because we don't know if this lady had, like, another name before she became Eugene. Yeah, I kind of wish we saw more about this lady before she became mind-controlled. Yeah, that would probably be good. I would have loved to see her just, like, hanging out at the park with her child and then... Being at a bakery and then jumping out of the bakery window. (laughs) All these villains should just have jumped out a window. Yeah, it's the most dramatic way. Yes. To do anything, really. Uh, sadly, we didn't get that, but maybe next episode. Who knows? I saw some windows in the previews. Uh, so, the Pretty Cures... No, not the Pretty Cures. The fairies ask... What are they going to do now? And the pretty kids are like, don't worry. No matter what happens, the spirit and hope are back to back. As long as they don't give up, tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Yes. And we end the episode on a nice scene where they're at the top of the hill looking over the city. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, get you. Oh, oh, oh. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, next episode is a summer festival, a test of courage. Mm-hmm. The boy. We that heard. boy. That boy is back. 
And there's also a sinister hospital because he hurts his leg. During the test of courage, probably, if I had to guess. I imagine so. And we get our final baddie who looks to be... Final? He looks like... Yeah, well, there's three seeds. Yeah, okay, but like, uh, you didn't have to say final. Well, I'm, okay, we get our last rebating of these three Okay, I, yeah, no, I get it. I get, I get it that it, uh, it's easy to piece together. My brain was like, well, maybe there's more. It's probably the last one, but what if there's more? I mean, I, I can't say. I haven't seen all of Futariwa, so there might be more. Who knows? Someone out there knows. Well, we don't, for now. Uh, but that's the episode. That's it. It was sad. There was a lady who absorbed a volcano. Mm-hmm. Don't give up hope, because tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Yes. Don't forget. All right? Everyone, remember, tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will or be else. a better day. And if you want to tell us if you want to see, to hear us talk more about Kathy. Kathy. Yes, Kathy. You can find us on Twitter at PrePodEngage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, and just tell me how wonderful I am because I got a really mean, curious cat Anon. It hurt my feelings. It didn't hurt my feelings, but it was really rude. It was extremely rude. It's, it's more rude than asking someone to describe tickling. <laughs> I would describe the, the tickle Anon as rude, but it... More bizarre and weird. How bizarre, how bizarre. Uh, you can find me... Did I plug my Twitter already? Or did I just start talking? Uh, plug it again, just to be safe. Uh, you can find me at magical underscore pride. Hmm. Uh, and it won't come out until next month, but right now you could go follow the Otherware podcast at Otherware Pod, which is an mass actual play podcast, which I will be... On. I'm one of the members, and the first episode is going to be out next month. I think at the start of next month, so go follow it now. Mm-hmm. And also, you can go follow Lovecore Gaming, which is the other podcast that's going to be, that I'm in, but this time I'm hosting it, which is also going to be out next month. I don't know exactly when. Sometime in June. <laughs> Whenever I finish editing the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cassidy. Plug yourself. You can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I talk about platonic kissing and saying, telling your friends you love them. Aww. These are both things that I believe in. I believe in them too. Um, you can also follow one of my other podcasts, Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, over at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. Um... And there's, I have a test podcast thing happening over at Hey Let's Talk About It, which is at Hey Let's Talk Cast on Twitter. Crash and I, Crash being a former guest of this show and a host of that show, are doing a, we're testing out a podcast where we design video games. We don't make video games. We come up with video game pitches that have been randomly generated based off of stuff car tactics car tactics so maybe go listen to it go take a listen to that and tell us what you think yes you should go do that or else tomorrow will be a better day (laughs) do we have anything else to plug the show itself and it's we already did that yeah we always 
We plug the show first, Look, Cassidy. When I do the kids and their dog stuff, I do it in a different order every time, so I don't remember when anything happens. I always plug our Twitter first. Okay. Because then, Good yeah. to know one of us knows what we're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I only somewhat know what I'm doing. I just remember. I always plug it first. Um, oh, we should plug Apex City, because Hindsight just finished up the Gold, gold. Age phase, and yes. I believe after another interlude with the future, we will be getting to a Silver Age. Yes. So, also next month, because the future episode will be at the end of this month, so June is full of podcasts done by me and Cassidy. It's true. It's, it's damn true. true. Yes. Just what you want for Pride Month. Two by trans people talking into microphones. I don't know where I was going with that. Kiss your friends, but only if they're okay with it. Yes. Uh, also, wait until uh, quarantine and lockdown is over before you kiss your friends. Unless you're roommates. Yes. And they if were If you live roommates. together, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this. So, until next time. We need your help, Nifu! Ack!